God bless America. Land that I love. Stand beside her. And guide her. Through the night with the light. From above. From the mountains. To the prairie. To the oceans, what we God bless America, my home, sweet home. If you did not receive it, raise your hand so the ushers can come and, and bring you one. Um, what about a pen? If you didn't bring a pen this morning, raise your hand. The ushers will come and assist you if you don't already have a pen. Now, you're, you've got your clipboard there because we like for you to um, fill out your, your note sheet and follow along the sermon um, and fill out your note sheet. So when you go home, you know what you learned. Amen? All right. So, Word of God and apply it to your life. All right. Well, um, for those of you who have not yet downloaded the Acceleration Church app, let me encourage you to go ahead and do that because that's how you do all things Acceleration is on the Acceleration Church app. And right now we have a push for baptism, and I've had several people who have signed up again for baptism. During the summer months is when we want to do a lot of baptisms. Amen? Why? It's nice and warm outside. <laughs> in the winter, it would be not cool to be dunking y'all in the ice cold water outside, right? <laughs> okay, so so go on the Acceleration Church app and under the, the, the little button that says baptism, click that and then just sign, it up, sign up, fill it out. Um, I need you to do it right away because we're going to be um, doing our baptism within the next couple of weeks and we want to order your all-in t-shirt. So you, um, that's what uh, baptism is all about. It's about going all in with God. Amen. And uh, if you've just been born again or you've just given your heart to Jesus and you want to be baptized with Pastor Carolyn. Pastor Carolyn, raise your hand. Pastor Carolyn teaches Firm Foundation on Sunday mornings, and it is phenomenal. Even if you know the truths of God's word, it's always good that you're stirring it up. Amen? You know, it's kind of like when you you got to stir it up, right? Because it all settles to the bottom. But if you stir it up, it, it all gets sweet. And so that's the word. The word is sweeter than honey. Amen? And it's got to stay stirred. Keep that stirred up. And then we want to get you right in. As soon as you graduate those classes, it takes 12 weeks to finish Firm Foundation. Once you finish that, we want you to go right into leadership development, which is over here on Sunday morning. So on Sunday mornings at 930, you would just come in and go right through the white door on the other side of the kitchen right there. And uh, you'll be in Firm Foundation class with Pastor Carolyn. And after you finish those 12 classes, you'll go right into leadership. And then we'll be starting ministry development soon. Amen? 
All right, I'm excited about all the things. <laughs> so he played kind of important. <laughs> so how many more do you have to play before? One more? Oh, there's eight guys left out of how many? No, eight. Can y'all get excited like that was you? So good, good, good. So, so proud of you. Okay, for those of you who are visiting for the first time today, we welcome you, Acceleration. Come on, let them know how glad you are that they're here. Amen. Inside your welcome packet, there is, an, uh, there is a connection card. If you would just take that out and fill it out and take this uh, card over to our VIP Welcome Center where you're going to see Marcelina. Marcelina, would you raise your hand? The, the beautiful gorgeous marcelina you're going to turn your card into her and she has a special gift for you and uh also some more information uh that she needs to give you um whenever you turn in that card so once again welcome we're so glad that you decided to to worship with us today we're so glad you're here don't let this be your last visit but come back again amen all right are y'all ready for the word this morning all right take of god Amen. Because any word you get from God after, after, you know, from any, any verbal word or any rainbow word, any, anywhere you say, well, God spoke to me, it's got to line up with the written word of God. God's not going to go outside of his word. He's not going to violate the integrity of his word. And any word from God is not going to violate your integrity. Amen. So it's got to line up. Don't come with some, some freaky word saying God said. Amen. It's got to line up with the written word. Amen? All right. So let's make this faith declaration because we're about to receive the word of God, planted in our hearts, and we're declaring it's going to bear uh, a hundredfold return. Amen? The Bible says that some received uh, uh, seed in their heart, and they, some uh, bore fruit 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. So we're believing God for a hundredfold return on the, on the word of God that we received this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Say this with me. Say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Slap three people, high five, and say, can you hear me now? Amen, amen, amen. Open up your note sheets, and let's get started with this lesson, this fresh bread from heaven, amen. All right, well, we are are focusing this entire year on fruitfulness, amen. Not just fruitfulness, but tremendous fruitfulness. God spoke at the beginning of the year and said this would be a year of of tremendous fruitfulness. But how many of you know fruitfulness does not just happen? Fruitfulness must begin with a seed. It's, there's got to be a seed planted. And then once a seed is planted, you've got to watch over that seed. Amen? It's got to be watered. It's got to be fertilized. And then when it begins to grow, you've got to prune it. You've got to take care of it. If you want something to really be healthy and really be fruitful, it's got to be watched over. Amen? It's got to be a, a tree that's been trimmed and pruned and seen after so we have to see about our lives you know we in may we talked about managing myself may you know we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body we are spirit beings say i am a spirit that's that's who we really are but we live in a natural world and if you and i aren't careful and we don't tend to our spiritual selves we will just live 
a, a less than life that's just a natural life. But we are spirit beings meant to live a supernatural life connected to a supernatural God. Amen. So we're, we, we should be fruitful spiritually, fruitful naturally, fruitful in our minds. God wants us to prosper. Another word for fruitfulness is, is to prosper. He said, I, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So he wants me to, to prosper in my spirit. He wants me to prosper in my mind. He wants, to, wants me to prosper naturally. He wants us to prosper and bear fruit in our lives. By this, God is glorified. God is glorified when we bear much fruit in our lives. If you got an old broke-down life, you ain't doing nothing, you ain't talking nothing, you ain't speaking the word, you're not doing the word, how is God going to get any glory out of your life? It's something you have to cultivate and you have to work on. If you, if you don't tend to it, you'll just, your spirit side of you will not be fruitful. We get caught up living around people who are just carnal and natural in their thinking, their acting and their doing, then we get swept right in with them. We are not carnal people. We are spirit beings sent here, chosen on purpose, sent here. Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you, I scheduled you, I put you in the earth for such a time as this so that you can bear much fruit, so that you can bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. Amen. So we should be taking some territory. And once we take that territory, we're charging into a new level of territory. It's the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We should ever be going upward. Amen. This is not okay and this sure ain't okay. Amen. We're pressing on. I'm letting go of those things that are behind, and I'm pressing on to those the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I should be going to another level. Amen. So I'm focused on bearing fruit. And then this month, we're focusing. This is brand new. First one this month is, is on the Holy Spirit. I want to focus on the Holy Spirit. There's so much there, and there's so much that we've gotten away from in church. We have scheduled him right out of our services. We have scheduled him out. In t- but the last time I checked, God sent the Holy Spirit so that we could be a witness. Amen. So we're going to bring him back. Amen. And bring back the, the gifts of the Spirit. You know, the fruits of the Spirit. There are nine fruits of the Spirit and nine gifts of the Spirit. And, you know, the, the gifts of the Spirit don't mean anything, God, t- God says in his word in, in 1 Corinthians 13, without love. So I don't care. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm just a lot of noise. A useless nobody is what it says in the Amplified Version. So we got to have, we have to live a balanced life in this fruitfulness that I've got the fruits of the Spirit, but then I've got the gifts of the Spirit in operation too. I think as a church, Acceleration Church, we got the fruits going. We, 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 We are a sweet bunch of people. I mean, the thing I hear most from people when they come in for their first time, when they write on their little comment cards, is that how friendly we are and how much they felt loved when they got here and cared about. We, we really have the fruits of the Spirit in operation. There's no doubt. We are some loving people. We, we, got, we got it going on. Amen? Acceleration, y'all are some loving people. Amen. But I want to see us operating at another level of the Spirit of God where there's the nine gifts of the Spirit, like a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, prophetic utterance, um, uh, miracles and signs and wonders, healings. 
real healings where you see a, a miraculous manifestation of healing. He is a supernatural God, and he's called us to live a supernatural life. So I came to challenge you today that by the power of God, you will choose to not be ordinary and live an ordinary life. But I'm here to live an extraordinary life through the power of the Holy Spirit. He told the disciples, he said, I want you to go and I want you to preach the gospel to every creature. He said, but wait, wait, don't go yet. Because I have not authorized a powerless gospel. I want you to go out with power. And and it says that the the Lord working with him, he confirmed the word with signs following. So they had to wait until they got the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said, you were, he said, but you receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit and you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the very ends of the earth. So the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness, to attest, to have these signs that he is a supernatural God. Amen. So how many of y'all excited about inviting the Holy Spirit back to church? Inviting the Holy Spirit back to our lives. Amen. But we have time, you know, tongues and interpretation. I remember because I was a Catholic girl and when I went into my first non-denominational church where they were speaking in tongues, I thought, oh, great. How in the world did I end up here? This is one of those places. They're going to roll and run any minute. I just know it. Making my little Catholic self kind of feel like, oh, gosh, where's the exit sign? But I hung around long enough to figure out that these people knew something that I did not know. And I thought, you know, and and I still think to myself, is there something in the spirit that I probably still don't know? Yes. Now, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit. When, when When I got around people who were filled with the Holy Spirit, I began to be so hungry for more. I'm like, God, I believe there is more. I believe these people are on to something. So I hung out. I didn't ask anybody about anything, but I just began to observe and watch and see what was going on. And I didn't want to have some kind of emotional experience. I wanted a real infilling of this is real, God. It's going to be just your book, every spirit-filled book, every scripture I could dig out of scripture and write down longhand. I still do that. I write out the word of God. So if you're going to receive a move of the spirit in your life, you need to be hearing the Bible about moves of God. And about the Holy Spirit. So when I had read enough and I had received sufficient faith, I was by myself at home in my shower just like God made me. Felt like God opened up my head and poured me so full of like joyful oil. There's not, there's really not English words to articulate such a spiritual experience, but it just felt like joy and peace and God and love until I felt like I was blushing and flushing and it just felt like it just poured out over over all of me. It was just an outward expression of an inward all overishness. It's 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 hard to as the, the you know, he says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he says, These signs will follow those who believe in my name, they will speak with new tongues. I began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave me the words. See, I was using my mouth, my words, my, I was drawing in breath, my vocal cords. He didn't like come and take me over and made me speak. But no, he, he came and filled me and I, I obeyed what I began to hear. And as I began to speak, man, this, 
this flow of language just flowed out of my out of my spirit, out of my belly, out of my innermost being. And I began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave me utterance. Amen. Little Catholic girl, God filled with the Holy Ghost. I was ready to... It was, uh, it was just such a profound moment. And from that moment, this part was the Holy Spirit. But that was... I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't know who He was. I had no knowledge. I had no understanding of who the Holy Spirit was or what He was supposed to bring to my life. But as I began to study and as I understood... Amen. The word of God began to change me, but the power of the Holy Spirit was talking to me every day. I began to hear him. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. My life was when, you know, we seal it in the name of Jesus. We're saved by the fire. He's not a dove. He's not a goosebump. He is a person. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's the one who was hovering over the earth when God said, let there be light. The Bible said to God's voice. Amen. So let's talk here, number one, about the importance of hearing God's voice. Let's start there. And I know I've just quickly given you an overview of the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I want to get to some more lessons as we move along about the gifts of the Spirit. And about, um, because it's the voice it, he's, some of our greatest breakthroughs are when we hear God. It's not necessarily when you see something change. But when I know I've heard God, you better get out my way. When I know I've heard God say something to me, speak something to me, it's like that's where my breakthrough came, was when I heard from him. Amen? Nothing may have changed in the natural, but I got a word from God. Amen? How many of you ever had that situation or that that, um, situation where God has spoken something to you, and then from that moment on, mm mm-mm. I got a boldness in me that's going to cause me to walk into favor. Amen. See, I got a boldness in me that caused me to step out on that word that he said. See, I was in the line at Starbucks a year ago in May when God spoke to me. I had just moved us into the apartment complex to have church in the, in the little theater in there. I had just moved us. I had just paid the money. I just signed the check and just booked it for all the way to December. I wasn't looking for a place. I had just signed for a place. And while I'm in the line at Starbucks, I had just come from signing the contract and giving them the check. In the line, is going to ask them if they'll rent it. I spoke to you and told you to go do something or told you, call this person or check on this. Man, I'm telling you, some of our greatest breakthroughs is when we hear God's voice. Amen. So many times when God speaks, it makes no sense to your natural mind or circumstances. It didn't make sense because, look, I was all set for summer. See how people like to lay out during the summer? See how they like to lay out during the summer? So I was excited, y'all. I had just gotten us into the place over there where it was only going to cost $150 a week. No light bill, no rent. Just walk in, set our stuff up, and take our stuff out. $150 a week. How many of you know your pastor was real happy? I was real high. I wasn't going to have to stress not through this summer, Lord. They can stay home, and it's okay. I want them to come to church, but if they stay home, I'm not going to be tripping over paying a high bill. <laughs> Amen. So I was happy. I wasn't looking. It wasn't on my radar. But God, how many of you know God knows the past, He knows the present, yeah. and He knows the future? Yeah. So when He talks to you about some stuff, it might not make any sense. That did not make any sense for me to come and look at some place. I had just gotten us a place. But how many of you know it doesn't make no sense for God to say, I want you to march around Jericho for seven days in a row and don't you say a word. 
That don't make no sense. And then on the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times. And then I want you to shout with a shout. And these It doesn't make sense. But that's what God said to do. Amen. It does not make any sense for you to invite 5,000 people to a picnic when you only got five loaves and two fish. It does not make any sense. But what I'm talking about is putting the super with the natural. When God talks, he's ready to do, he's getting ready to do something. Amen. So it doesn't make any sense. Sometimes when God talks, see, it's a supernatural thing. It's a spiritual thing. So we have to get out of our finite thinking and, and just know that God has just said, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm talking. Amen. We have to develop a listening ear so we can hear God. And that's what I've done over all these years. I knew in that Starbucks line that that was the voice of God telling me to come over here and look. You have to develop a listening ear knowing, God, that's you. Sometimes you'll just feel like, I don't feel like I want to go this way today. I don't know why, but I feel like I, I want to go this way. There was something God told me yesterday. I can't remember what it was, but he said, I want you to do this first and not this. I think it's when I was putting my sermon together. And so... I started to be disobedient. I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to the voice of God. It'd been easier to do it the other way. But God said, no, do this first. So I did the first thing first and then everything else just fell in line. Amen. So sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but you just obey the voice of God. So you want to develop a listening ear and a quick reaction. What if I'd have waited? What if I would have waited about coming over here when God said, come check it out? Well, I just signed a thing, you know, let me get through the summer then I'll go look and talk to him. No, but he said, go now. He said, go right. I believe those people held out for me from the first day I called. He said, when I called him from God, I called Murray. I said, Murray, God is doing. So you have to develop a listening ear. All right, so number activity. He says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's like you hear him here. You don't hear him here. Now, some people hear the audible voice of God. Sometimes God will send an angel to talk to you. I know Bishop Hilliard said that an angel is, don't be afraid. So it must be frightening to see an angel. But he'll send an angel to talk to you. He, you know, he can send um, his, you know, I don't know that many, but um, I don't think I've ever really heard the audible voice of God. But I, I know how to hear God in my spirit right here. It's right here in my spirit. man. It, I know in my knower. Sometimes it's not that I hear a word, but I just know something with my knower. You know what I'm talking about? I know something with my knower. Some people walked through the door or came came in or came over to where I was, and there was like something I felt about them that just wasn't someone right. You just have that kindred spirit. It's because you know something in your knower. Amen? That's the spirit of God talking to you. Say, I know something in my knower. It's, it's spiritual activity. Amen? So you've got to develop it. John 4.24 says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in what? In spirit and in truth. So we deal with God spiritually. Amen? Matthew 4, 4, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How many of you know God is still talking? He didn't just, you know, speak the Bible out and then, and then he's through talking. No, God is still talking. He's got things he's saying to you all day, every day, if we're listening. Just say this. Can you hear me now? Proverbs 16, 3. It says, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. Now listen to this. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. So he'll establish your thoughts with his will, in agreement with his will. It's God talking to you. Amen. In your thought life. 
And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 in the message, I love this. It says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen to this. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Before you make a big decision, slow down. Now, sometimes you've got to make a decision when God is saying, do something now. But, you know, I think if it's like a big purchase decision, if it's a big life change decision, you ought to slow down. If you're thinking about buying this or buying that and you feel pushed, remember that, remember that the devil drives. He'll, he'll drive you. You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. He'll, he'll drive you. But the Holy Spirit leads you. And you let peace be your umpire. Amen? All right. So it says, listen. For, all right. The number three, it's critical that we do not become dull of hearing God's voice. So it is possible to get to the place where we're dull of hearing. The Bible says many times throughout Revelation, he's got an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. So he who has an ear, he said, we all got ears, right? He's talking about your spiritual ears. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So Hebrews 5.11 in the Amplified says, concerning this, we have much to say. And it's hard, it is hard to explain since you have become dull and... Wow. You know, the Bible says that our conscience can become seared as with a hot God. That's a very precious thing when the Holy Spirit convicts you. So it's really important that you don't allow yourself to become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing or being disinclined to listen. I saw a Facebook post um, last night where parents posted, it was like back in December, I was looking on this lady's page who had lost her daughter, and I saw where she, way back at Christmas, oh God, if I could just pull out my cell phone and say, God, you know, I just want to thank you for this, thank you for that, I, I want to thank you for what you did yesterday, I mean, how awesome would it be if we could just pick up the phone and call God, but you know what, he's right there, that's the spirit side of you, it's like I don't need a cell phone, because I'm connected with God in the spirit, Amen. All right, so then there's, there's somebody's got to have an app or something. And sure enough, there is a texttogod.com, texttogod.com. And so some people can go on and write a message and uh, write a message to God. And so I, I, I'd like longer hair, please. God, I'm in, I'm in big trouble. I need you now. This one said, God, th- obey. Just ran off. Elijah just ran off. He's had the biggest day of his ministry. He called down fire from a match. He called down fire from heaven. And a fire came and consumed the sacrifice. He killed all the prophets of Baal. He has had a good day for God. And then he gets depressed. He gets one threat from one witch, queen, and he runs off. And he runs, he, he runs and, and gets as far away from God and far, as far away from his assignment as he can, feeling depressed and heavy, not knowing what to do. Anybody ever felt like that? God, I need to talk to you. I don't know what to do. And you, and you run from God rather than run to God. So Elijah, sure Elijah must be, I'm the only one left. The, all the prophets, they, they killed all the prophets. I'm the only one left. There's nobody, it's nobody with me. I'm the only one. And uh, a wind so strong that it's breaking the mountain up all around you. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. They just had a big earthquake out in California. 
Could you imagine? My father was in the, he came down the stairs all in one, in one step. He went all the way down the stairs. He went outside and the, and the, um, the power lines were looking like jump ropes because things, things were moving. An earthquake could be scary. It's a big thing happening, right? So an earthquake. After the wind, there was an, a, an actual earthquake while God's glory is passing by. It says, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. All of a sudden, there's a... Are we looking for... All of these translations, they're trying to say what that voice sounds like, you know? It's, it's like you know it in your nowhere, like I said. So God gave him... After he... You know, God is obligated to make himself crystal clear concerning your purpose, concerning your destiny. God must make himself crystal clear or else we, we don't have to be responsible for it, right? Does that sound fair? Yeah, God has to make himself crystal clear. And so you can go to God and say, God, I need clarity on this. God, I need clarity on what it is that you want me to do. Amen. So he gave him instructions. I want you to go and anoint this one uh, over. So he gave him instructions about what to do next. And Elijah went and did exactly what he said. Amen. All right. Two number three. Bonus Sunday. Two number threes. All right. A double portion. All right. Hearing God's voice is a gift to us all from God. So hearing God's voice is a gift. Amen. Amen. It's a gift. And the, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, who's not, he's not like shifting shadows. He doesn't shift around. Amen. But he's a good and perfect gift. So we should all hear his voice. 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Listen to this. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know, you can be saved and be ignorant about spiritual matters. You can know Jesus, love Jesus, and, and be going to heaven, but be ignorant about spiritual matters. Ignorance is not stupidity. It does not mean you're stupid. It means you're uninformed. And that, like I was, when I went into a spirit-filled church, I'm like, what is going on here? I was uninformed. I didn't know, but that's not the will of God that we would be ignorant. He wants us to, to understand what the gifts are. So ignorant means lacking knowledge or awareness or uninformed. And the good news is you don't have to fake it when you can fix it. That's good. Because a lot of people want to fake it like they know God. Even fake a worship when you don't really know God. Amen. But you don't have to fake it when you can fix it. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, what? Get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 2, in the message translation, it says, What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood. Would y'all underline that right there? Because I'm telling you, for me, it was complex. You know, you may have thoughts in your mind about the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. One song, and when he'd get to this one part on the song, everybody would just go crazy and run all over the church and throw the, to get their jackets. The men would throw, spin their jackets around. And one guy came running up on the pulpit and ran and jumped in the baptistry with all his clothes on. Y'all seen that? Anybody seen that? Crazy. They were having them. They, they had joy, that's for sure. But I don't believe that was God. I don't believe it. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, things like that can cause it to be misunderstood. Amen? People want to help God out. Amen? We don't have to help him out. I want something that's true, something that's real, right? 
Amen. So this is complex. Underline that. This is complex and often misunderstood. That's why we're doing this study on it. But I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Underline that. Informed and knowledgeable. God wants you to be informed and he wants you to be knowledgeable. Why? When you receive enough faith, enough word on it, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You'll be able to act on it. Then verse 2 says, remember how you were when you didn't know God. Led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing. Just doing it because everybody else did it. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. Passage translation says, my fellow believers, I don't want you to be confused about spiritual realities. Manifestations of God's spirit. Amplified says, now about spiritual gifts, the spiritual endowments of spiritual of supernatural energy. Y'all look at that. Underline that because you can go so fast that you miss out on something. Amplified says, now about spiritual gifts, the spiritual endowments of supernatural energy. The spiritual endowments of supernatural energy. Spiritual endowments of supernatural energy. Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be misinformed. Amen. So we're going to get information about the power of the Holy Spirit and how he's supposed to operate in our lives. All right. Number what he has prepared for us. There are some things that he's prepared for us. The Bible says eye has not seen. Amen. Nor ear heard. But the Holy Spirit, listen to me right quick. After y'all get finished writing, writing the word revelation, listen to me. The Holy Spirit is not just there to sit in your soul. You know, you talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. He's not there to just sit and rest in your soul. And he's not there to just entertain you. You know, Paul had to take a lot of time talking to the Corinthians. Corinthians were carnal. Corinthians were sinful. They were a mess. But they, and, they, and they didn't understand church order. But, I mean, they, they were wanting to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, they were, they were um, desirous of spiritual gifts. But Paul was constantly correcting them. And, uh, and, and so, so the Holy Spirit is not there to sit in your soul. Or in, but so there's, the Word's not going to tell you which job to take. It's not going to tell you which person to marry. The Bible's not going to tell you that. Now you can find the kind of person you're looking for. But the person, you've got to have that feeling. God says, that's the one. Amen. When you drive past the house and God says, that's your house. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit for that. Amen. He reveals. The Holy Spirit is a revealer. He reveals things, the things of God to you. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But look, verse 10, key verse here. But God has revealed them to us through... His spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So the spirit is searching the deep things of God. And the Bible says that deep calls unto deep. And in the Amplified it says roaring deep calls unto roaring deep. So the deep in us calls to the deep in God. And the Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to us. Amen. That's a beautiful thing right there. It's like a search engine on the Internet. But the Holy Spirit knows everything that's out there. Amen. He knows, he knows what's, uh, you know, he's the one who was and is and is to come. He knows he's Alpha, Omega, and everything in between. So he knows what's coming up. He knows what's ahead. He, he knows what you're coming to. Amen. So um, he is not an it. He's a person. He's a he. He enables you to receive power, but he's more than power. Ooh, you better hear me. He's more than power. 
He says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So he has a personality. If he's a person, he has a personality. Ephesians 4.30 says, and do not what? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Underline the word grieve. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So he's, he has a personality that can be seed out of your mouth except what's good for necessary edification. So your words can grieve the Holy Spirit. He says, and do not, the very next thing he says is do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So the words that come out of my mouth can grieve him. When, you, when you're talking doubt and unbelief, that grieves the Holy Spirit because he's the one who's supposed to arrange it all. Amen. So don't grieve. He's easily grieved. He's a personality. So you have to be careful. You have to act like he's listening because he is. Amen. So he releases information that you could not access otherwise. He has so much intelligence that he searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. That means he's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. It means he knows everything. He knows past, present, and future. He knows what's coming up that you have no idea about. That's why you've got to learn to, to discern the voice of God. Woo! Live long enough to say, God, thank you for not answering that prayer. You knew what was coming. Thank you, God, for not answering what my prayer. Thank you, God, for moving that person out of my life that I thought almost killed me because... I, I, I grieve so much over it. Thank you for moving that person out. Wow. The Bible says that, that the cares of life and the deceitfulness of riches will choke the word of God. I don't think that means just the, the, the logos, the planted, the, the written word of God, but I believe that that, that that will choke out you hearing God. The cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches, just being caught up, being, being too busy that you're too busy for God. If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. Amen. You have to make time to be with God. Um, it's hard to hear his voice in a storm. You need a quiet place. Amen. He says, be such, the Bible says, you're falling apart and you get all frantic and freaking out. Stop it. You can't hear God's voice when you're freaking out. The demeanor of faith is peace. The demeanor of faith is joy. The demeanor of faith is and. So I don't allow myself to get out of peace. Don't, don't be falling apart. Don't get all in confusion. You get all freaked out and you get all confused. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 33. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Amen. Isaiah 30, 15, it says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So the enemy sends confusion so you won't hear the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Revelation 2, 29, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Message Bible with his head down between his knees. I believe it's so that he could block out all the competing, all the competing stuff. He, he just, everything that would make him want to freak out. A clear blue sky when you're praying for rain, that would make you kind of freak out. You're seeing the opposite of what it is you're believing for, what you're praying for, that would make you freak out. And then you can't hear God. So he put his head down between his knees and wouldn't even look up, send his servant to go and look. So you got to block out some stuff so you don't freak out. Amen? Amen. So you may have too many. The third reason is smelling. You're living out of your five senses. That's a low way of living. 
That's a low way of living. We can't live in, in carnality, but we live in the, the, these, these are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So it's spirit activity. Amen? So Romans 8, 7 says the carnal mind is the enemy of God or is enmity against God. So if you, if you have a, a carnal mind and you're thinking carnal all the time, you're just thinking natural and fleshly, and you're not thinking about the possibilities of God, you're not reading the Gospels, and you're not hearing about how God is a miracle-working God, if you're not hearing about how God is a healing God, you may forfeit your healing. Amen? So you've got to be hearing about, you can't, I can't have a carnal mind, a natural mind. I've got to have a spirit mind. I set my mind on things that are above, far above everything that's going on on this earth. Set your mind up there. Look at 1 Corinthians 2.14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they're foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man de- depends on the senses for information. Spirit man depends on the Spirit and the Word of God. So when God speaks to you, it defies your senses. And when you start talking to unspiritual people about spiritual things, they say, you must be crazy. You must have already lost your mind. You're in a cult. You know, when you start talking spiritual, people can't handle it. Because they in their natural, like, so now you talking to stuff? And they'll treat you like you're crazy. But see, this is a spiritual walk we're on. I'm not living in the natural. That's a low way of living. I'm living in the spirit. Amen? So, so hearing God is the spiritual ability to be on another level. So you have it, but you may not be using it. You need to develop it and use it. The fourth thing is sin. It's an enemy of hearing the voice of God. Sin. If you got sin in your life and you know about it, it cannot be compared it is not worth forfeiting the, the voice of God in your life. Psalm 66, 18, David said, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. So grace keeps us saved, but our ears become dull. Amen? All right, number five. So sin, we've got to get sin out. Number five enemy is success. Success can be a deterrent to hearing God. Look, Amos 6, 1 says, Woe to you who are complacent in Zion. Those who, who've got so much success in Zion that, that, that you've become lazy or you've become, you know what, you have, that's an enemy. So you have to be careful. You know, God said when you live in your big house, when you, it's all filled with furniture you didn't, you didn't put in it and it's, a, you know, it's, you didn't, it's in a good neighborhood. You know, once you're living the high life, you know, don't forget and say to yourself, I did this myself. No, God, he said, don't forget, be careful. You don't forget God when you get blessed and you say, well, I don't really need to hear his voice. I'll just leap in. All right, number six is a lack of discernment. Discernment is a gift that God gives us, a lack of discernment. God, and he discerned the voice of God. When Jesus said, who do men say that I am? They said, well, some say John the Baptist. Some say that you're uh, 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 Elijah. You know, a lot of people saying you're a lot of different people. Well, who do you say that I am? Everybody got quiet, but Peter had heard something in the spirit. And he said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus got right in his face and he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So God had, had, had revealed something to Peter 
that he didn't, that the others didn't catch. But see, you got to watch. Look, look what it says. He heard God. It says, blessed are you, Simon of Arjuna, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, see, five seconds later, Jesus was saying, get behind me, Satan. Because he was saying, Lord, we ain't never going to allow them to, to, to kill you. We're not gonna, he said, I'm, Jesus was telling him, I'm going to go to the cross, I'm going to die, but I'm going to be raised again. Peter said, I'm ready to die with you. Not, we're not going to let that happen to you. That was the voice of, of the devil that Peter was hearing and speaking from. So, I mean, it's not even a couple of verses later where, where he says, Get behind me, Satan. So you have to discern what voice it is that's speaking to you. Amen? What voice it is. We have discernment. Hebrews 5.14, it says, Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So by the time you get to that door to leave today, the devil's voice is going to try to compete with the voice of God. But you're spiritual. You're a spirit. And you have to work it out. You know, your brain needs to work out. I like to work puzzles and stuff just to keep my brain working. Amen. My body's got to work out or I'm not going to be in shape, right? I got to take care of my body. Your spirit needs to work out. Your spiritual discernment needs to work out. Amen. You know, when you think you're hearing God say something to you, act on it. I would rather act on it and be wrong than to not act on it and ignore the voice of God. Because I don't want him to stop talking to me. Because it might be a test. Somebody better hear me this morning. It might be a test. He might be asking you to do this little thing to see if you'll obey. So he can. if you're faithful over a little, I'll make you ruler over much. Amen. So you got to obey in the little things. So your, your spirit needs to work out. There is a spirit dimension. I've got divine orders from headquarters. God sent me here from the Starbucks line. Hallelujah. That's why I can say no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment is condemned already. That's why I'm walking into a dimension with God where I hear his voice. I'm walking into a dimension where he opens doors that no man can shut. And he shuts doors that no man can open. Hallelujah. I'm walking in a dimension that's above this natural realm. I'm walking in a spiritual dimension where I hear a spiritual God speak to a, his spiritual child. And we, and we do great things together. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm walking in a dimension where he knows that the end from the beginning. Amen. And I hear his voice and follow his voice. And he who's begun a good work in me is going to finish it until the day of Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we desire more than anything to hear your voice. Everybody just lay your hands on your own ears right now. God, I know that we're placing our hands on our spiritual ear, on our natural ears. But God, we pray right now over our spirit ears that we would hear the voice of the Lord. God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let us not miss it, Lord God, but let us hear that still, small voice of God. We declare that we have ears to hear and we will obey instantly when you speak to us. Thank you, Father God. We receive the ability word to our lives this week. We repent of anywhere where we've grieved the Holy Spirit. We entreat you to come back. We ask you, Holy Spirit, where anywhere where we've grieved you, we apologize, we repent, and we ask you to help us set a watch on the door of our mouth that we won't speak those things that are grievous to you. But Lord, we'll order our conversations aright, knowing that it's critical that we hear the voice of God. 
God, any instructions that we've ignored, we repent for it right now. Sir, we ask you to reweave the pattern and put us back in line and back on trial right with God. Not right with God, but I want to be right with God. Would you pray for me, Pastor Sally? All right, well, I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. If you'll just repeat this prayer after me, um, I'm, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I believe the Spirit of God is... I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed... I believe that you sent Jesus to pay my sin penalty and to die on that cross for my sins. And I believe, be the Lord of my life. Teach me, guide me, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting you alone to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you said that prayer, you meant it in your heart. You got to let somebody know. Nobody gets to sneak into heaven. You got to let somebody know. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. If you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father. So this is your opportunity. On the back, there's a place to volunteer. You filled out this card. You prayed that prayer. We're going to want you to, to be sure and go over to the VIP. Welcome.